0: Hey, party people! It is 9:53 a.m. here in Al Giza, Egypt, and today is Tuesday, June the 14th, and I am two days shy of the last day of school and uh, a week out from returning back to the states. How y'all doing? I am doing fantabulous. Um, i'm i'm here i'm aware i'm serene i'm strong i'm courageous i'm brave i'm present i'm aware i'm here man i'm just here so today I want to talk about um I went to the sixth grade award ceremony last week and the seventh grade award ceremony last week and I had a stunning revelation um or or a reminder revelation. Uh, of how X generation I am. Now this is a conversation that me and one of my dear friends Dee we have all the time when we talk about how kids nowadays are just used to getting everybody get everybody gets something. Like in the American system, or at least the systems that we've been exposed to in the state of Texas. You know, at an award show, all the kids get something. At some point, somebody made a decision that it wasn't fair. <laughs> that kids get awards for doing A plus work. That kids get awards for coming to school every day. That kids get awards for excellence in their academic areas, and other kids don't get anything. So there came a time when, you know, everybody got every- something, and at least at the ed- at the at the elementary school level. And when I left the middle school uh area in texas only the kids who got awards were invited to the party so if you weren't going to get something you didn't go to the auditorium that day and i've never felt it fair i felt like you know there's some character building that is being done when a child is watching other children win awards and they are not winning anything and for some reason you know, we're now dealing with I don't know why these kids are this way. And I'm like, well, think about what we take from them. You know, we're we're literally throwing the baby out with the bathwater. However, not here in Al Giza, Egypt. Honey, when I tell you I sat in that award ceremony and watch kids excel, watch kids get awards for being tutors, watch kids get awards for You know, excellence in their academic areas, excellence in their artistic areas, excellence all around. And I literally also watch kids break down crying, like tears of why am I not getting something? Why? What is going on? I know I should get something. And at the end of the day, I also saw kids who were at the seventh grade assembly. I saw kids who were just excited that their friends were winning. Like there was this one little crew of girls who they were this kind of like, we're the crew who's going to like rake up all the awards. It's like a writing team or something. And one of the girls didn't get anything. But when her friends won, she was cheering like they were her children. I am not kidding y'all. And I was just reminded that. There is some value in kids who don't win anything being at an awards ceremony in school, excuse me, in school, Um, you know, and. I was able to reflect on my own experiences where there were times I was sitting at Jan Irvin Elementary School watching all my friends win awards and I was a little sour pickle because I knew that, man, if I hadn't just missed two days of school or man, if I had just tried a little bit harder and I got that C, I have all of these B's. I could have at least made B on a roll, you know, but there were also times where I was the person being called up, you know, for band awards and excellence in writing and English you know, um, participation awards, um, I mean, not participation awards, but volunteering awards. So, you know, the, particip- the, the, the getting an award just for showing up is, is um, de- I think, is detrimental. I think, you know, if, if you're going to just invite the kids who are getting awards or if you're just going to give everybody something, we're not building a certain uh, a amount of character in a kid. You know, because life is not about that. And kids spend way more time, way less time young than they do as adults. And I just want to applaud the system, the school system that I've been able to teach in this year in Egypt. Because as much as I can complain about it, I can also, you know practice you know this this celebratory element of you know there's there's points where these kids are really being rounded as human beings and that award ceremony showed that you know not only that the kids who were crying their friends like came around them and was like it's okay dude like everybody didn't get anything like they're they're literally speaking this humanity into their friends so I just wanted to, you know, get put that on your minds about, you know, award ceremonies and, and what's really happening versus, you know, what what are we doing? You know, and I know somebody would say, you know, it's not pleasant to see a child crying. You know, it's not pleasant to see um, a kid not win anything. Well, you know, kid needs to do their homework. Kid needs to, you know what I mean? Like, it's, that's life. You know, people who do well in life get awarded. That is what that is. I don't know where this dissonance is coming from. You know, you you build character through these types of events. You build character through this type of learning experience. You say, hey, well, dude, maybe next time. When you come back as a fifth grader or when you come back as a sixth grader, that'll be your time to make the commitment to doing your work and to doing what is necessary to, to, to make the objective, hey, I'm going to win an award this year. Even if it's just perfect attendance, I'm going to come to school every day. And at least make roll call. So, I just had a really good experience that. And I know some of y'all are like, you enjoyed watching children cry? You enjoyed watching children lose? No, I enjoyed watching children realize that it, it, it takes energy and it takes time and it takes effort To achieve excellence. And yeah. Some of y'all sitting out there like. Well an award ain't nothing. Well you were probably the one in school not winning. Because an award is something to these children. Academic excellence is something to these children. When a kid comes to school every day. And they understand the information. And they're not cheating. And they're you know. Not being a smart ass in classroom. They deserve to be acknowledged for that. At the end of the school year. They deserve it their children they deserve to understand that their work is worth acknowledging. And kids who don't do anything, even the good ones, well I was good though, but I was good. Well great. That's perfect. That's nice. We 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 thank you for being good. And maybe we should create a discipline award. But that's, you know, you don't expect an award for that because this is really about coming to school and doing and being a part of a community it's about coming and and helping others helping yourself and being great and being great not just good being great good is what got you here great is what moves you up and we're slowly separating ourselves from these like I know y'all, I'm, I get it Some of y'all are like, we don't need all these labels And you know, kids, Actually, we shouldn't even have an awards show Well, maybe we shouldn't But I don't agree that you should only invite the people who are winning something And I definitely don't agree that with everybody getting something I definitely don't agree with that Because I can remember saying, you know what, next year I'm going to do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best And eventually I learned to accept the fact that I didn't do my best and I'm okay with not winning. Well, everybody ain't you, Kamika. They're not. But there's some character building that, can, that everybody can glean from an awards ceremony at a young age. And understand that this is that moment. It's the, this is the Academy Awards of elementary school. This is the, global, the, the Golden Globes of middle school. So I just wanted to say I had a wonderful time and I would enjoy watching students win awards and I enjoy students supporting them win their awards. I did enjoy watching kids lose their shit because they did not win something. Because it's building their character. It's telling them, you might not have applied yourself the way you needed to. Because the winning an award in, in, in school is not hard, y'all. It's, at the end of the day, it's not hard. The work is not hard. Asking for help is not hard. Getting help is not hard. And, and digging in to, until you understand something is not hard. It's the easiest thing you'll ever do in life. Is pay attention and ask questions when you don't understand something. Period. Um, also, uh, two days ago, I had to proctor a fifth grade. What test was that? It was a fifth grade. Was it social studies? I don't know what it was. It'll come. Oh, it was math. Oh my God, y'all. I had to proctor a fifth grade math. Exam In the classroom And when I tell you those 5th graders Woke me out They woke me out like (laughs) From cheating to asking to go to the bathroom To Miss I don't have a pencil Miss I don't have a pen Miss I need an eraser Miss 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 And there was one moment where they were all like But Miss 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 can I miss And I just you know it's that moment Where you just I just I like submit to it I just be like Because otherwise, I'm going to scream. I'm going to be like, what? Shut up. (laughs) Quit calling me. So I was just like, hold my hand up (laughs) and call on the power of grade school. Just like, I need everybody to relax for one minute. I need everybody to just settle down and acknowledge right now that there's only one of me. And there's 25 of y'all all all saying, Miss. And I can't do that. And then they're like, Miss, you're funny. And I'm like, not without y'all. Without y'all, I'm just a stale piece of bread. (laughs) But... Fifth graders wear me out, y'all. I don't understand how people teach them. I don't know, I don't know what we doing here. <laughs> if one fifth grader is fine. Three is even cool. But a classroom full of them taking a test. And these little jokers be cheating. Who they was trying to cheat. They like one of them would uh, put an answer on his little bubble in sheet and then drop it on the floor. And then they would let it sit there for a little while. And then the other one would pick it up like it was his. And I watched it for a little while, and I was like, "Am I seeing what I really think I'm?" Because you know, you have to, as a proctor, you have to walk around the class. So there are moments where you just can't get, you can't, you can't catch it all. But you're catching bits and pieces of stuff. Another one would pick the paper up, and I was like, "Surely, surely, this is not really happening." So finally, I went up to one little boy. I said, "If you drop this bubble sheet on the floor one more time." You drop it one more time, you're gonna go on a trip, and I don't think you, I don't think you're ready to travel to where I'm about to send you. I really don't. So it never hit the floor again. Then I'm walking by one kid. I well, I'm I walk down an aisle and I walk up the other aisle. And I come back down the same aisle. And, I mean, it's like this kid isn't even paying attention to where I am in the classroom. And I walk up right behind him because, you know, I'm at the back of the room. So I'm walking up and he just leans over and goes, what's number eight? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number eight. I was like, y'all have no strategy. Has reading Hung Wu taught you nothing? No strategy at all. I was so, like, disappointed and frustrated, though. I was just like, this is crazy. And the hard part is when they finish their test, you know, they don't have a book. They don't have nothing, you know. Some of them may have some Play-Doh or something, but they just do the most. You know, they'll get a pen and tear it apart, and then ink is everywhere. And all of a sudden now, miss, I got to go clean my hands. Look, miss, look, miss. And, you know, there's no understanding that, hey, lay your head down or get a book. Do something like have something to keep you preoccupied. And a couple of them, they get it. But the majority, the troublemakers don't. They they sit and they are ready to make trouble once that test is turned in. So, you know, I'm waiting. You know, I tell them, no, just let the test sit on your desk. Because as long as that test is on your desk, that's the only power I have. Do not talk while that test is on your desk. But you're you're constantly saying it. You're literally constantly like, be quiet. Stop that. Hey. No. Miss, can I go to? No. Miss, can I? No. No. (laughs) So when I return to the States, if you ask me something, I just be like, no. It's probably my PTSD, y'all. It's probably just. Literally, my post-traumatic school syndrome, uh, you know, just kicking in, like, ugh. But today, I proctored a 10th grade biology exam, and it was so nice. Those 10th graders, God bless them. It was so nice. They were so quiet, and they weren't trying to cheat, they weren't doing the most. They weren't asking to go to the bathroom. It was just a nice, quiet, pleasant experience. And I was like, thank you, God, for proving to me that proctoring can be a peaceful, eloquent situation. Because the ninth graders, man, they, the ninth and eighth graders, pff, savages, savages. They'll send you to go get them some tissue just so they can cheat. Like, Miss, can I can I get some tissue? And you got to go all like all the way to the front of the hall or all the way to the back. And as soon as you out, they're like, they're in there. They're in that thing. They gotta they gotta look out, and they got two people exchanging answers. I mean, the cheating is crazy. It's crazy, and I guess I just didn't have enough proctoring experience because. I've never seen it as, you know, I've never seen kids take the risks that they take to cheat here. I've never seen anything like it. You know, I've seen kids try to cheat, but in the States, they tend to have like a piece of paper or something. They try to have, use their electronics or write on their bodies or something, you know, it's kind of like a personal thing. Whereas here, it's very communal. It's very, I'm not going to write on my, I'm not going to do nothing. I'm going to depend on my homie to give me these answers. And my homie is going to depend on, you know, and vice versa. We're depending on each other, and we're going to save each other. And as I'm walking out of here and putting my, my test down on the, the proctor's desk, if I can tell my friend, hey, number three is B, I'm going to do it. I'm going to ask to go to the bathroom, and my homie in the other classroom is going to go to the bathroom at the same time. And we're going to meet in there, and we're going to have a little conference. And we're going to exchange answers. <laughs> And I'm not mad at these kids because hunty, hunty, I remember, I remember sitting there like, you know what? I don't know none of this shit. I'm going to take a nap. Algebra three. <laughs> um, So yeah, so that's where I am right now in this thing. And, you know, as we're coming to a close, most of the, not most, a lot of the um, teachers who I've been exposed to in the teacher's lounge have said to me you know I really wish you would you were coming back because I really I'm understanding that you're really nice and you're a good person and I you know would like to get to know you and I'm just kind of like I've been here a whole year you know Um, and I don't know like I don't know if I would be the kind of person who would let a foreigner come into an environment that I considered mine and not try to get to know them early because you you just never know what people's intentions are for your children at a cultural level so you know I when say for instance I teach at a black school say this is an example and we get our we get a white teacher and she's teaching English I'm gonna get to know her early. I'm gonna figure out what, what you got going on before we even have to deal with you because the kids are automatically gonna be like, okay, who is this? She doesn't look like us. She doesn't talk like us. She doesn't even speak our language. So I'm not gonna sit back and watch somebody crash and burn or go into a classroom and set our kids back a whole nother level, like set them back. Cause people will do that. People come into classrooms all the time who don't share the culture and they come into the classroom with their sh- their shit, their stuff, and they ruin the kids' progress. They ruin the kids' self-esteem. They ruin the kids' point of view. And before you know it, you have chaos. You got complaints. You got all of this other stuff. So at the end of the day, I'm very thankful that people r- are realizing that I get it. I understand it. I I accept it, I receive it, and I'm here to make it a better place. But it's a little disappointing that you know, people are like, I wish you were coming back because I really, you know, I we would like to get to know you now. Um, I'm saying don't do that. If you have strangers in your school or you consider them strangers, however you look at them, you consider them international people and you don't really get to know them early. So that you can nip that in the bud. I would even go as far as to say, "Hey, we don't do that here." And I remember doing that when I was um, the theater director, not the theater director, but the I was head of the theater departments and we had a white teacher. He was very nice, though. Um, he was very, very nice and he meant well, but he didn't he didn't get it. You know, he thought as a white man, he could come in and just do, you know, with his bells and whistles. But black kids. Kids of color and culture, they are not easily impressed and you have to get to know them and you have to understand you can't you have to deep like you have to like dig into your own humanity and remember what it was like when. And a lot of times that'll tell the people whether you yourself might need to go get some culture training. You might need to go get some sensitivity training. Because what you think is going to work is not necessarily what's going to work. Now, if it works, good for you. Your parents raised a nice, rounded human being. But most of us are not like that. We come into classrooms of color and culture with this, with this ego and this pride and this I know what to do. I know how children operate. I got a, I got a certification, which is a whole other issue with me and the world. Because everybody got to have a certification to really um, put their gifts forward. There's a difference between a gift and a certification. Some people are just gifted. Some people have just had the right amount of love and hate and and strength and weakness and courage and, and fear to be well-rounded enough to walk into a classroom and not be afraid of the kids and understand and take the time out to figure out how they learn, what they need to learn, and how to reach 99% of them. So I had... Um, 27th and 10th. I had 37 kids overall this year. Overall. And I just don't think that even the ones that ultimately were like, I didn't really like Miss Kamika. Ultimately, we didn't have no problems. And it's because I know that my teaching, my teaching certification relies on my gift. It doesn't rely on my certification. It relies on the gift, and I owe it to the fact that I had really great teachers in elementary school. Middle school, not so much, Lancaster. I'm not going to even lie. I'm not going to even lie. Lancaster Middle School was horror. It was horror for me because the, pe- the teacher did- teachers didn't even care to relate, and those that did, they were mean, and they were snarky and they said things that were inappropriate and they didn't, that didn't need to be said. And then I got to the high school and things softened up a little bit. We were always excited when there was this black sub. He was a man. We were always excited to see that man. <laughs> we were always so excited to see that black man. So it matters, you know, you, you got to be able to relate. You got to be able to, to fit in. You got to be able to soften up. You got to be able to sit back and go, what am I not doing? You can't bl- keep blaming the kids all the time. The kids are really not to blame, to an extent. Because some kids have parents who will be like, no, nah, what you're going to do is, and then you you're really, like, dealing with the parent more than you're dealing with the kid. But... At the end of the day, um, I'm glad that I have family here now. I'm glad that I did make it through and that I did get it. Like I, I literally had to stop and go, what, is, what, is, what, am I, what can I change about me to make this situation better for them? And not go in and going, I'm going to change y'all. Y'all going to fit to what I need you to do. Because y'all, let me tell y'all something. The first term here, all you hear is yelling and screaming from the teachers, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, murderers, like, shut up, butter! you know, and doors slamming, and, because these kids here, they'll argue back with you, like, they're like, but miss, you'll be like, if you don't be quiet, <laughs> we are not equals, so, um, yeah, and I told myself, I was like, Girl, you're gonna end up stroking out if you if you fall if you fall in line and start doing you're gonna you're gonna stroke out, Kamika. You're gonna you're gonna pop a tooth out. You're gonna something is just not gonna you gotta settle down and go home every day and try to figure it out. So that's what I did and I've made it through so far. I have proctoring on Thursday and I have a study session and then it'll be time for me to, um, you know, move forward, to move forward and move to this next level of what What am I going to do, you know. Um, and there once was a time where, you know, I would get caught up and say, you know, I should have been working a job for 30 years. You know, I should be <clears throat> thinking about retirement at this point. But I also realize that I'm born on the cusp and I'm always in transition. I'm always moving from one thing to the next. And I'm very thankful that I have my health and I'm thankful that I have the support of my angels and the Holy Spirit and um, my ancestors and my physical family. I'm thankful that my mom and dad just look at me and just they just look at me. They don't you know, they wait for me to have a problem and then they're like, well, here, you know, here's my advice that they've never really stepped in because I probably wasn't letting them. I'm very hard-headed. I'm very stubborn. And I realize now that I don't like for people telling me what to do. And if you think you're going to tell me what to do, you better go home and figure out how you're going to get that across to me. You better go practice how you're going to talk to Kamika Spencer, because I've always been allowed to be resistant to that. So I'm very thankful that Um, I've been able to travel this world and have all of these really rich experiences. And I'm really looking forward to the next. I got a plan, y'all. I got a plan. So um, with that being said, um, I only have a couple more of these that I will be doing before I leave here. And uh, I also want to say my students have discovered me. They They have found this podcast. And not only have they found it, but they don't told their little friends. So I had a fifth grader the other day who was like, Miss, I heard your podcast. And I was like, oh, you did? Yes, I heard the classroom court. Classroom court is popular. They like that one. Because, and I got to go back and listen to it because I, don't, I, don't, I remember talking about it, but I don't remember everything I said. But I know I probably cussed in it. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's only a matter of time before a parent is like, you know what, Miss Kamika? we're gonna have to shut you down but yeah they done found me and I, I you know these are some clever little kids man they're clever and they're bright and they're very dangerous because if they don't like you they're gonna get together and make it very hard for you they plan they like to get together and plan on their little whatsapp groups so um hello kids I know you're listening Um, but yeah, so it's been it's been really cool. And uh, has really fed me a lot. And I do plan to come back before my C class graduates high school. And I know they're probably like, hi, you're coming back before we graduate high school. I'm like, wouldn't it be dope, though, if I just showed up at your graduation, that would be so dope. Um, but I'll be back. I'll be back. So that was it. I just wanted to talk about the awards ceremonies and the repercussions and consequences of not allowing kids to have that experience, whether they win something or not. Um, I think in America, we're doing kids a disservice by sheltering them from the emotional impact of being at an award show, because it is it's emotional. They, they're they long. They're drawn out. It's a lot of talking, but it also teaches you how to sit somewhere so that when you're older and you're winning an Oscar, you're not on your phone. While somebody important, Samuel L. Jackson, is up there speaking. You know how to go, wow, I got to hear Samuel L. Jackson. So it teaches you discipline. It teaches you how to, you know, sit still. And it teaches you how to receive and how to support and how to be supported. So with that being said, I want to congratulate everyone in the 6C class. 6C who won an award, who won awards. Um, I saw Miriam win her award. I saw um, Malik win her award. I saw Omar. I think he won an award. Hafez won an award. Uh, Ed, he won an award. Um, Judy won an art. She won like the musician award or something. I was like, Judy, because Judy is so quiet, y'all. Judy is like, she, she came out of her shell later this year and became a talker, but I was worried about it. and she'll tell you I was worried about Judy. The first, like I was like, "What is going on with this child? Like she's she's not performing well. Her grades are low. She's quiet. She won't ask for help." And I just had to start telling Judy, "I'm worried about you." So I need you to move up to the front of the class, and I start calling on her. And but I think for her it was just a growth. You know, she just needed to grow out of her shell, and she did that beautifully. So seeing her win an award was really, really good for me. Um, I still won an award. She was a, uh, I think I still won like two awards. Um, but anyway, I, I can't name everybody. Um, Shada won her awards. Um, but it was just good to see my students winning awards. And it was good to see students in the sixth grade class overall win awards because I've had the honor of substituting all of the sixth grade classes. I, you know, standing before them, getting to know them. A lot of them were in my, uh, theater group. Um, this year and, um, Yazid was my actor though. I, you know, I probably really need to go buy him something and get him, get him an actor's award because Yazid El Beltran is top notch actor. Um, but yeah, it was good to see all of them win something. Karma, you know, even won an art award cause she is great. She's the one who d- does my little cartoons that I post on Facebook. So, um, it was just good to see them and it was also good to to be in the seventh grade awards and see the young lady with her friends, she won nothing. But she was their biggest cheerleader. She was proud of them. She was happy. There was no jealousy coming out of her. There was no bitterness. She knew. As a matter of fact, she kind of knew she wasn't going to win an award because they would be like, and for the such and such award, she would like play and be like, okay, let me get ready. And then they would not call her name and she would just kind of laugh it off. And it was cute. I thought it was very cute. I thought, You know, she's being her, and she she knows how to receive. She knows how to support, and she knows how to receive. So, um, you know think about that you know think about that as 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 young people and think about it as an adult you know how you you know if your kid isn't winning something at the award show it is your duty you know as a parent to say well babe you know maybe next time and well how can we let's set a goal for next year what award do you want to win and how can i help you how can i assist you in in excelling in that area what's your favorite subject okay you like you making a's in history okay how can we Get the excellence award in history. How can we move you forward? And not uh, go, well, let's go get some ice cream because you didn't win. No. Mm-mm. You can't award reward bad behavior. And most of us are married to it. Like, we'll marry bad behavior. Or we're sleeping with bad behavior. Or we're letting bad behavior, you know, Use our debit cards. We're letting bad behavior take us out to the movies. We're letting bad behavior. We just, we don't, nobody wants to be rejected. Nobody wants to be rejected. It's a terrible feeling to be rejected, but it's human. It's an emotional thing. It's, an, it's impactful. But it should teach you that you're going in the wrong direction. When you get rejected, you need to turn around and go the other way. <sighs> anyway, so, um, yeah, that's it that's it, that's it, I'm here, and I'm happy, and I'm, I feel adjusted, and, um, It's bittersweet. I'm trying to just soak it all in right now. I'm not on social networking at all. I'm not really on my phone at all. I'm just trying to appreciate being in Al Giza and, you know, because it's a lot I'm going to miss. It's so much I'm going to miss. But, you know, moving forward is a beautiful thing. And having this experience is a beautiful thing. And I'm you know, I feel like it's only going to get greater at this particular point. And I'm just thankful. Be good. Be good. Be good. Be God. Peace.